This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 597. When your spouse isn't simple and love more deeply, mini mission by Courtney Carver of bemorewithless.com. Hey, OLD friend, I'm Joss Marie, and I'm here every weekday to narrate some of the best relationship blogs to you, including Christmas Eve, which is today. So Merry Christmas Eve. Now today, I'll be covering two parenting posts from Courtney Carver, where she shares tips on simple ways to build deeper connections. So with that, let's hear her reflections and get right to optimizing your life. When Your Spouse Isn't Simple by Courtney Carver of BeMoreWithLess.com People ask me many different questions about simplicity and living with less. But one I receive over and over again is how can I simplify my life if my husband or wife isn't interested? I think it's one of the biggest issues people face when they decide to simplify their lives. I was really fortunate that my husband was on board from the beginning, although I am more consumed with decluttering than he is. The following answers could apply to a boyfriend or girlfriend or anyone that is an integral part of your life. In the spirit of simplicity, I'll refer to the husband or him, but know you can apply that to your wife or anyone else too. If you've had a conversation with your husband about simplifying your life and he is not on board, my suggestion is to start with you. Before you start looking at decluttering the kitchen or garage, start in your closet or nightstand. As you start the process, you will build momentum and be excited to have more or less. This is a good time to talk to your spouse again. How to talk to your spouse about simplifying. Number one, focus on the benefits. While cleaning out the garage might not sound like a fun way to spend the weekend, when you focus on the why instead of the how or when, your husband might come around. Remind your partner that when you don't have to focus on debt and stuff, you can focus more on each other. Number two, daydream together. When you started simplifying your life, you probably thought about how much easier life would be for you. Now it's time to start thinking about how simplifying will help the two of you. How will spending less, working less, hoarding less help you as a couple and as a family? What do you want to do with your lives? What would you do differently if you were debt-free? Now is your chance to dream together. Number three, make your clutter work for you. If debt is a part of your relationship, it's time to kick it to the curb. Make your clutter work for you and have a yard sale. Or let Adam Baker teach you how to sell your Number four, hide stuff. This is not for everyone, but if you think this will work for you, give it a try. Number five, put it in reverse. Remind your husband that some decisions are reversible and that if it doesn't work out, you are willing to go back to the way things were. This takes the pressure off some of your simplifying tasks. Number six, relationship first. Notice if your efforts are helping or hurting your relationship. 
If your actions are causing harm, step back and rethink your approach. Remind your spouse that he comes first. If your husband isn't receptive, focus on him in your marriage and leave the decluttering for another day. And number seven, respect the vote. If you want to clean out your closet, go for it. If you want to cancel the cable or sell the house, it's time for a vote. Any big decisions need two votes to pass. If these ideas fail at first, do not resort to begging and pleading and definitely no nagging. Simply lead by example. Continue to declutter your personal possessions and see if there are things you own together, in the kitchen for example, that he would agree to getting rid of. In terms of his collections, clothing, or other stuff, that's off limits. While you might talk to him about your goals of decluttering and some of the benefits a simpler life may bring, he has to come around on his own. My husband and I talk about things like moving into a smaller home, traveling more, giving more freely, and working less. Because we have eliminated our debt and most of our stuff, we can talk about living life our way. It's important to focus on the benefits and not just the immediate task. When you married your spouse, you married his clutter. You married his past and his future. And together, it is your responsibility and honor to make your right now as good as it can be. That goes for you too, Mr. and Mrs. Reluctant Spouse. If your husband or wife asked you to read this post, take the hint. Maybe there is something to this simplicity stuff after all. Love More Deeply, Mini Mission by Courtney Carver of BeMoreWithLess.com This mini mission, like most, is about mindfulness and intention. When I wrote Lessons from Love and Marriage, I realized that the biggest rewards I receive in my relationships are from the smallest loving shifts. In our hurried lives, we often take for granted the people who are closest to us. We sometimes forget about the people in the world who live without love, and we rarely take the time to love ourselves. Instead, we tell ourselves how we could do better, or beat ourselves up for not being the person we want to be. This mini-mission does not require you to give any more of yourself than you already do. It just invites you to give in a different way. With awareness and attention, more love is yours for the giving and the receiving. By just shifting our intentions, we can love more deeply. It doesn't take extra effort, just a redirection of energy. Shift your energy from being right to being quiet, from being annoyed to being grateful, from being angry to being joyful, from being rushed to taking time, from eye roll to hug, from scowl to smile. Chances are you are already a loving person, but don't always have the time and attention to speak, act, or be the way you inherently are. You can apply this mini-mission in a marriage or any loving relationship. Love God, children, pets, parents, friends, siblings, yourself, a neighbor, or a stranger. Here is your three-part mini-mission. Number one, speak with love. Number two, act with love. And number three, be with love. Keep in mind that you do not have to be in the right mood or even feel loving to practice love. Notice how you feel speaking with love, acting with love, and being with love. Notice how much more love there is in your life when you practice these simple shifts. How will you love more deeply? You just listened to the post titled, When Your Spouse Isn't Simple, and Love More Deeply, Mini Mission, both by Courtney Carver of BeMoreWithLess.com. Thanks so much to Courtney for sharing these tips. They're both so fitting for Christmas time. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Have a wonderful rest of your day, a Merry Christmas Eve, and I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits.